and welcome to the Taste Uber Music Podcast. I'm Diana Lynn. After a 40-year career in corporate America, I took a huge U-turn and became a volunteer DJ on 90.1 FM KKFI, Kansas City Community Radio. Since 2010, I've been the host, programmer, and engineer of a weekly Americana Roots music show, The Tasty Brew. With this podcast, I'll be sharing conversations with artists and music industry insiders with the goal of entertaining and educating the listening audience, all while giving a voice to the music makers that are underserved or ignored by mainstream media. Episode lucky number 13 of the Tasty Room Music Podcast. I discover new music through word of mouth, radio promoters, podcasts, other artists, friends, and family. There are those that seek me out, finding me through any number of channels. The Rough and Tumble, Mallory Graham and Scott Tyler found me, sent me their CDs with lovely handwritten notes and beautiful self-created artwork. And the music was thankfully and delightfully right up my alley. They contacted me six months in advance of their scheduled Kansas City area shows, asking if they could come on my Tasty Brew Music Radio show. We made a date, they came on the show, and we made further plans to meet for a sit-down conversation to get to know each other better. I'm fascinated by anyone who's brave and courageous enough to sell everything they own and hit the road to pursue their dreams. I wanted to ask them questions that I felt would be of interest to any aspiring road dogs out there. As you will hear, Scott and Mallory have wonderful insights on being true traveling troubadours in America in 2019. They describe themselves as a dumpster folk thrift store Americana duo, hobbling around the country in their 16-foot camper with two 100-pound stray dogs they picked up along the way, Puddle and Magpie May. They've been making themselves at home in living rooms, bars, theaters, and festivals across the country since 2015. Linda Bolton, Cozy Cabin House Concert says, their music can be described as restorative, their performance is highly entertaining, their orchestra of unusual instruments intriguing, and their jokes and stories are worthy of an HBO special. Bill Kopp of Mountain Express says, the Stray Folkies are as industrious as they are scrappy, releasing five EPs and two albums since 2011. Their 2018 release, We Made Ourselves a Home When We Didn't Know, brought the listener to the road and the road to their home. An album as cozy, comfortable, and inviting as a well-worn couch. They have a weekly live cast, a monthly blog, a cook and color book, a food blog, and they play upwards of 150 shows a year. Enjoy my conversation getting to know Mallory Graham and Scott Tyler, the rough and tumble. Now that's Americana. Thank you for yeah. coming today. Oh my uh, gosh, yeah. <laughs> are you, where are you headed next? After We're heading this? to Mississippi. We are. Yeah, we have a nine-hour nine-hour drive down ten to hours. ten hours with the camper. Mm-hmm. Thirteen hours. Thirteen hours <laughs> drive down to uh, to Columbus, Mississippi. Well, if you've got several days to make it down yeah. there, that's yeah. Fine. Well, um, you know, I I'd like to do a little bit of background or what your sure. origin story is because I I feel that listeners are are. are 
um, patrons are interested in, in how you got to where you are. It's such a specialized lifestyle, <laughs> you know, that you live. I think a lot of people think they would like to do it, right? You mm -hmm. know, because it seems so romantic or whatever. Um, but it's a hard mm -hmm. life. Much but like if, Nebraska, it's not for everyone. Yeah, right. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Jamie in Elkhorn, Nebraska. <laughs> uh, so uh, Pennsylvania. I'm Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Yeah. I'm Central California. Central California. Mm -hmm. But you live in sort of Asheville, or that's no. the base of operation. You are we, truly on we the are road. Truly on yeah. the road. Yeah. We, we did live in Asheville. Mm -hmm. um, for a we, couple of years. Yeah, we both... Um, Do you have a post office box somewhere? We have order? a post office box in Nashville, Tennessee, which the rent on that is getting higher by the day. Yeah. So. Just like everything else in Nashville. Just like yeah. everything else in You know, Nashville. I started going to Nashville about 10 or 12 years ago for Americana Fest, mm -hmm. and whew, it's yeah. just changed so, so much, much yeah. as has Austin, mm -hmm. which is, was another place I used to visit a lot. Um, but... Oh my gosh, the cost of everything. Yeah. And it's kind of we're kind of seeing a little bit of that in Kansas City right now. There's mm -hmm. just construction everywhere and and a lot of kids moving here as they graduate from college and start their careers and you know, whatever um it is. But um I'm from Ohio originally, right oh, down really? the road from where they build airstream trailers. And oh. it was always my dream to have an airstream trailer. Where and, in Ohio is that? Uh Jackson Center, Ohio, which is the little town about an hour northwest of Columbus. Oh, that's right. Okay, it's yes. west yeah. central Ohio, mm -hmm. and I'm from a little uh, Indian Lake. It's a resort area. My family's had a cabin on that on that lake for sixty years or whatever oh, wow. that I inherited from an uncle. And I don't go back there I anymore. I sold it, but um, I always wanted to have an airstream. So I got on all these airstream. Uh, Facebook mm -hmm. groups or whatever, and it just started to terrify me mm -hmm. what it was going to take to live that lifestyle mm -hmm. on the road all the time. And now that I'm of the age and have the wherewithal to do it, I've yeah. decided I'm not, not interested. I'm not interested. Yeah. And I think a lot of it for us was um, sheer stupidity that got us on the road. Well, maybe naivety. Maybe stupidity is a little <laughs> harsh. Maybe a little bit of both. <laughs> yeah. Like we didn't, we didn't do research. We just kind of took the face value of hashtag van life, hashtag camper life, like mm -hmm. that whole, like, well, I guess that was before the real push for that movement. But um, we kind of just thought that sound, we had a friend that was traveling around in a camper and he would spend half his time in Vermont and then travel across to Alaska. And he went back and forth every single year in his little camper. And we were like, yeah, that sounds great. And so when we hit the road, it was within 30 days, mm -hmm. within 30 days, we made the decision we sold everything we owned. We traded in our two cars for a truck. We went in and bought a camper, the cheapest one on the lot. <laughs> and then we, um, and then we left. So it was 30 days of just turning it over. And then it was, Oh, oh shoot. shoot. What do we do? How do like, we drive a camper? How do we like, how do you back how do, one up? How do you back, back one up? Yeah. That was, a, that was my ter most terrifying thought is okay. I'm, I'm, closing in on 70 years old and I drive a pickup truck which is a, mm -hmm. you know which is a uh, challenge in and of itself because it's a big one but do I really think that I want to be backing up an Airstream yeah. Taylor that's worth a fortune well, it's and taking of, oh it's terrible tunnel vision though too yeah. you don't like for us it was just like we didn't think about that until it was time to back up the camper you know what I mean and, and then we had to think about how do you back up a camper and so a lot of it was just and I think that was almost just survival I mean more than being naive more than being 
uneducated. <laughs> it was more like a survival tactic of like, okay, I don't know how to do this and I'm not going to think about it until we have to do it. And, yeah. and that was kind of the first full year. Do you think? On I, I, how many shows did you do that first year that you as many as we could probably we never said no 150, yeah. 160, something. It was like more. That. I think that was the year we hit like 170 or something yeah. because that's, three a week mm-hmm. or more three to four a week that was about accurate and yeah. just because we didn't know we didn't have our jobs anymore and so we didn't know what it was going to take to survive and so we didn't we didn't have any sense of we didn't have a financial plan and mostly because we didn't have any finances yeah, <laughs> so, yeah when you've got nothing you got nothing to lose exactly, yes, that's, 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 exactly. Absolutely. and so it was really a matter of just saying yes to everything and and we played some Shows that we will never play again. Yeah. Um, well, but, you know, isn't that what... I mean, I'm here to tell you. I'm, I'm sure I've got 30 years on you. That's just the way, unfortunately, you have to learn most everything. Mm-hmm. If you're going to tour, mm-hmm. you got there's a lot of stuff to figure out. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. You've yeah. been doing this since when? Since 2011, we've been doing... This project is the rough and tumble. We've been in the camper since 2015, touring full time. Um, mm-hmm. we, we had a place in Nashville, and we're we're playing, you know, 75 to 150 shows a year. Mm-hmm. You know, just living out of Mallory's um, Chevy Cobalt. You know, <laughs> like like touring out of there, yeah, and uh, you know, couple years, yeah. yeah, and you know, our bosses didn't quite enjoy us taking off, you know. Well, but they also were very understanding. I think we were in a very unique, unique position, position because um, our bosses were living in Nashville. So they understood that anybody that they hired of a certain age range is probably going to be touring. And so <laughs> they, like, I was nannying. I was doing, you know, like any odd job cleaning hustle that I could get my hands on. And yeah. Scott was working at a coffee shop yeah. with other musicians. And so as long as they all plan their tours appropriately (laughs) it was it was pretty much a given that we were going to be going on tour yeah i think the real breaking point for us though was that we were going out on tour and then coming back and working nonstop to pay the rent so that we could leave again and and that kind of we called it splitting our brains like we literally felt like we were just ripping our brains in half and um and there just came a point, well, our landlord left us without heat for 12 days during an ice storm. And that was kind of the breaking point. <laughs> that's just, where we were like, that's like, it. how that's bad it. could it be out on the road? I know. If this happened, exactly. We, we can go free in Wyoming, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I mean, moving into the camper has just been, it has allowed us to take so many more shows. It's mm. allowed us to, um, get into smaller communities. And well, and there is connectivity. There is connectivity. I mean, as long as you've got Wi-Fi, mm-hmm. yeah. you can conduct business mm-hmm. and do the booking and yeah. work on your website and, or, you know, whatever creative content yeah. that you need to do or if you need to write mm-hmm. uh, or whatever. Or do you all... Um, Is there any, this is probably none of my business, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Um, You know, I was talking to Amy Spies Saturday before her show, and she supplements her income with songwriting camps Mm -hmm. and uh, other 
revenue mm-hmm. streams. Do you do that as well? We don't. And, and it's not, it's not because we don't want to, we just haven't found that opportunity yet. We've, we've kind of kicked around different ideas for supplemental income. And usually what it came down to for us was, okay, we could pour our time into that, or we could just keep pouring our time mm-hmm. into this mm-hmm. thing that we're already doing. And what we've found is most of the time it would take a greater effort and potentially time away from what we're already doing to be able to do this other thing. We have been doing more children's shows. Mm -hmm. Um, We tend to, in those situations for children's shows, we tend to just be doing like old traditional folk songs Mm -hmm. and be, because we travel with a lot of instruments too. And so it's more of a, this is what this instrument does. Mm -hmm. You can make instruments out of anything. You can, so it's more of a, an interactive. It it almost feels like show and tell. It does. It totally um, does. Yeah. And that's, that's really fun for us. You know, that's very, um, Children will remember that. I mean, I remember, and this has got to be, you know, 60 years now. I remember when a touring puppet marionette company came to our school and did a program. I mean, I'll never forget it. The imagery and the sounds and just that whole program was just so different yeah. and so inspiring. I, you know, 60 years later, I'm still talking about still it. About it yeah. um, so I think that you have that opportunity if yeah. you're doing children's shows. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Um, have an impact, you know, in that way, like a teacher yeah, would. Definitely. Yeah. Do you have um, formal musical training? Do you I both, do not. Do you read music? Uh, I, I do, although I haven't read music, you know, in... 12 years since I graduated from college. That's another thing that always really, I'm just amazed that so many musicians don't read music. Well, I mean, there's... They're not classically trained. Yeah, I mean, there's... Like, we we have this discussion on an, you know, ongoing basis, but, like, Mm -hmm. there's not so much a need for it. Um, I mean, there, there is if you're playing classical music, there is if you're playing jazz music, you know, and, and to some degree, if you're, like, you know, the the person going in and being a session player. Mm-hmm. But if you're, if you're writing folk songs, like I think folk songs, um, of the people for the people. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, and there, there isn't, there's not a bar to entry. Like there's, you don't have to, um, it's not necessarily for the overly educated musician. Mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. it's three chords in the truth, you know? And when you go into the studio though, with the work that you've done recording, there are other musicians on your recordings or are there you doing a couple? All? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some, sometimes, although we've, we've, um, with multi-track recording, we, we do a lot of yeah. the, the stuff just ourselves. They don't need to read either. Then just, this is what we want. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's so far you've gotten it, you've got it pretty down. Yeah. <laughs> Even if we don't got no money, even if we don't got no money, even if we lose all our money, we can ride this El Camino for free. If uh, someone listening to this um, is thinking about getting a camper and going out on the road or whatever, mm-hmm. what are some of the most useful hacks? Oh yeah, that you might <laughs> yeah. recommend. Uh-huh. And I don't, I mean, just practical things. Sure. For even what it could be related to being a musician or not. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. what, what are some of the well, the life hacks that you, would be helpful to somebody? You can you could park for free at Walmarts, Cracker <laughs> Barrels, and Cabela's. Yeah, um, yeah, that's true. You, there is a lot of free land to park in. Um, 
I mean, throughout the country, but especially out west. I've heard there's a a network of wineries. Yes, that, called that, Harvest. Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. We have that never joined well. that, but um, but we've heard it's wonderful, and you can go and park on on the land, and you can offer to you know to go pick grapes mm-hmm. if you want yeah. to or whatever. Or yeah, clean the fields or whatever. Yeah, which sounds really fun to us, but we're always moving between shows, you know, and, mm-hmm. and maybe maybe someday. Um, but it is much easier to find um, dump sites than you would realize. Mm-hmm. You know, well, that was going to be that was going to be my second question. If 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 these places are allowing you to stay there for free, mm-hmm. it's essentially boondocking, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. on an asphalt lot mm-hmm. in the middle of a city or a town. Um, they have provision for taking um, care of black water. Some stuff might, and, but we have an app. That shows us where and there's an app for that. Oh, yeah, of course, an app for that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we have. Um, there's also this website called freecampsites.net, and it is a very .net situation. And um, it, but it is, but it has been one of the most useful. You can find campsites that are free. You can find out if they have dump stations. You can find out. You know, it, it's it has been an incredibly useful yeah. um, website, but it does not have an app. What are some of the hacks for traveling with two large dogs? <laughs> walk them every day. Yeah, make sure they, you know, they (laughs) they exercise. Well, and that's kind of the thing is it's... So you need that for yourself as well. That's exactly it. And the thing is, by traveling with two big dogs means that we're taking better care of ourselves because they don't care if we don't have time for dinner. They don't care if we don't have time for a walk. We are having dinner and we are taking a walk whether Mm -hmm. we like it or not. Mm -hmm. And so it kind of just makes us responsible for something else, which is often what people need to be responsible for themselves mm-hmm. too. And so, um, having, having a dog has been great. You also find out where all the dog parks are in, in town. Yeah. Uh-huh. And we've had a surprising number of people this year offer us, um, just their yard. Like they'll give us their address and say, just go to the back gate and push it open and walk it. You, you might know? consider the next time you come through Kansas city, checking out the dog park that's downtown underneath the bridge on oh, the river yeah. that's got the bar and mm-hmm. it's a music venue. Oh yeah. And um, several of my musician friends that here in town, they bring their dogs and mm-hmm. their dogs are out playing around yeah. while they're yeah. doing the gig, you know. Um, and I think maybe they're going to consider doing those in other cities as well. Um, let's talk about your community. Mm-hmm. Um, have you crowdsourced or crowdfunded we your have, work? We have before. Yeah, we've, we've done, done it twice. Done twice, yeah. In eight years, I think, which we feel like is an okay track record. Mm-hmm. Now that, I mean, it's different for everybody. I think... I think anybody has trouble asking for money, and I think it's difficult to I switch to do that. it all day tomorrow. I'll need yeah. <laughs> so I feel your pain. Yeah, it's kind of a thing that like you have to switch it in your brain that that what you are doing it's not the people you're not a charity case, but rather you are providing something that that you need to be paid for or that you need to have money for mm-hmm. in order to keep mm-hmm. doing and that it is a worthwhile thing that it is hopefully changing lives in some way and um, and you have to kind of like flip your brain we do at least have to flip our brain to believe that what we are doing is worth asking for help to do it and um, and so we've done it twice but we really have to rally ourselves to, to do it. Yeah, when you crowd, when you crowdsource, if you do it again, mm-hmm. um, 
are you mostly looking for funds to actually do the recording or do the promotion of the recording? Because it's my understanding yeah. that promotion can cost as much, if not more, yeah. because yeah. with technology, <laughs> a lot of the recording can be done in people's home studios. I mean, yes, you've got the upfront cost of the, the equipment or whatever, but... Um, that the promotion is what is so right. expensive. And it, and it may not even bring back anything. Right. That's kind of the, the frustrating thing about public relations is you are paying somebody to promote your material, but there's nothing that they have to bring back for your money and um, necessarily. And so um, we historically have um, raised the money the first time. It was for the recording itself and for the duplication and all of that. Mm -hmm. The second time was just for the duplication. And the second time we ran a Kickstarter, it was actually a wonderful opportunity for us to kind of scan our internal inventory of projects we've been wanting to do anyway. And we use that Kickstarter as a chance to simultaneously be raising funds for that. So like the rewards for that Kickstarter were writing songs. So the and, fulfillment and end of it. The fulfillment yeah. end of it. And so we ended up, I've been, um, I've been working on a, um, a cook and color book for, for years, I've been wanting to do a cook and color book for, for the band, and it just never quite made sense. You color while you cook? So it's actually an interactive book that has 56 recipes mm -hmm. in it, and they're all in these individual cards, and they're placed throughout the book. And when you pick up the card, there's a picture behind it that you can color. And then within that book, there's also stories from the road and things that we've, like places we've eaten on the road that have turned out to be disastrous and um, like moral dilemma sort of stories. Is it a virtual book? Or it's going to no, be actually. It was okay. all it was all physical, and it took us. It took me like what, four months to complete. Yeah, and, it was, um, it was a, just a big undertaking, mm -hmm. and and we we. But you don't know that you can't do it until you exactly exactly yeah, yeah. oh, and it was so much fun. It's so much fun. You know, we um we kind of we did a short run of of them, and and, and we've, we've them, sold yeah. out of them, and, and I, we I, did I a second run then too because people were really into it. But the but they are all handmade, and they are wooden. Covers that we paint ourselves and we bind them and everything. And so it ended up the actual just compiling them takes like four days, you know, just to get, yeah. just to get them all together. And so, and so they are definitely like a short lived, like when we do them, we do them and then we don't do them again yeah. for a while. So do you have an artistic background? Um, like graphic uh, arts or not necessarily, I, I did study art appreciation art. at yes, least. Art appreciation for sure. And I think I've always kind of leaned that way toward these very tactile projects. Um, and this band has always been so great for me because um, it's always been just sort of an opportunity for me just to get that out of my system in a way. Like we've always done our own artwork and everything. And, and in college I studied, my minor was in photography. And so I took some art classes there, but I've never, well, it definitely shows. We talked about this on the air a little bit, the, the, the graphic quality of your website and the videos and just all of it is if the, the physical, um, CD mm. and when you wrote me a personal letter and it's got oh, yeah. little illustrations I mean I'm just goo goo gaga for that oh. because <laughs> I cannot do it myself mm. does the songwriting come naturally to both of you it does mm. yeah we this is kind of I the mean first do you finish do you start as the line and you finish it <laughs> a lot of times yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah and vice versa we um this has kind of been the the one writing relationship in, in at least in my entire life where mm -hmm. we can just sit down in a room 
you know, with a blank sheet of paper and, and both, you know, craft a song together. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, a lot of that is, with is hardly any fighting with hardly any fighting. <laughs> well, I, was, I, wanted, I didn't want to go there, but I thought, you know, we have a cartoon about this. What do you do when you're on the road and you're in a camper mm. and there's a disagreement or you're just, you know, I've just had enough, you know, I just need a break. <laughs> yeah. What do you do? Do you just like park and take a brisk walk or sometimes we've, we've, yeah. we've, we've done, done that. that yeah, yeah. we've sometimes, uh, scream into a pillow or... yeah. <laughs> yeah that's that's happened too yeah. um, sometimes one or the other vessel put on headphones like i mean we we don't just like put on headphones and not listen but like but it's like i just need a second you know yeah. one or the other vessel put on headphones and... it, it's been uh, since moving into the camper i mean so we we were dating when we moved into the camper like we were in a committed mm-hmm. relationship at that point we bought a camper together, mm-hmm. so of course, you know. Um, and but it, it wasn't. We'd been friends for a number of years, but it was mm-hmm. it was fairly new. And so I think I think a lot of um, that's the best if you can start out as friends. Yeah, yeah. And, and so I think a lot of um, you know where we are in the camper is. I mean, this is kind of our it's our first like real home as a couple. Does you it know? have a name? Uh, we we call Does it. We call it Dave when it's being good because our, our producer is uh, is Dave Coleman. And it's and, a Coleman camper. Yeah. So we call it Dave. Oh. Yeah. Uh, but when it's being bad, we call it uh, campy. campy or some things I probably shouldn't say. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and, That's fair. That's totally fair. Yeah. Uh, I just need to mark this as being explicit when I say <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter. You can say whatever you want. It's not like me in the radio where I've got the second seven, seven second delay. And yeah. you uh, we, um, I mean, and so I think a lot of just being, um, being in this camper together is, is what a lot of couples are going through is mm-hmm. they're, you know, navigating their own, uh, you know, their own home First homes life. together. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. We, we took great solace in the movie that Tom Hanks, um, film, uh, uh money, Mo- pit. money pit. <laughs> do, do you remember that? Yes, yeah. I do. And as someone who's been a homeowner since she was 25 years old in various older homes and never lived in a new house, mm-hmm. it's yeah. just, it's a money pit all the time. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Just as, just as soon as you think you've kind of reached yeah. the top of the heap and that things are kind of, Oh, the furnace goes out yeah. or yeah, exactly. the hot water heater or a tree falls on the roof or something like that. I yeah. mean, it's a constant, it's a constant struggle. There's a headline out there somewhere. There's a porch line waiting here Yeah, the hardest part is over The hardest part is over Yeah, the hardest part is over Till the next hardest part What's the least favorite part of what you're doing right now? Well, that changes quite a bit here and there. Um, do you like, I mean, is cooking hard? Is, you know, it's just, just no, the day to day or yeah, cooking's really, I mean, we, we've got a two burner stove mm-hmm. and stove top. Yeah. We don't have an oven. Yeah. That is something I miss quite a bit is having an oven. Cause I loved baking and I loved, you know, like the whole, I, you know, so do you travel and, and, and find out where the, the nearest bakery 
oh, yeah. when you're so oh, you yeah, check out for the sure. For sure. One great ones here. I think hosting people is like some of one of the things that I hate about what we're doing because we can never have anybody over, you know, because it's mm. it's and we used to always I was always having parties and having people mm-hmm. over just because it was it was good good for me. Mm-hmm. And now I think the hardest part of what we're doing is that we are always um, this is also the best part of what we're doing mm-hmm. is that we are always in somebody else's home and we are always the ones being hosted. And so, um, and while we, you know, love to offer like our, like our meager offerings of, you know, whatever we have on hand, it's, it's not the same as being able to make this huge mm-hmm. meal and invite people over and have them spend an evening. And I think, I think that has more mm-hmm. recently been harder for us yeah. than, than it had even previous years in the camper. I think yeah, that's I starting to come to so. come to the surface. One of the things that the wild ponies do, do you know the wild ponies? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They do the bourbon um, yes. thing, yeah, like so uh, tracing. And then I was a whiskey wrangler for them for oh. Kansas City <laughs> when they came and did um, a show at Tomstown Distillery. And they were doing a series of shows at distilleries and stuff, oh, and whiskey tastings, mm-hmm. bourbon tastings, vodka tastings, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, that's that's an idea yeah. <laughs> because they got to be a host, right? Mm-hmm. And it was their party, and they uh-huh. got to you know structure how the evening went and everything, and they provided the entertainment as well. That's cool. Um, so that's yeah, cool. The, I mean, maybe you could do a um, you know welcome to Walmart parking lot series. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry. After hours, when everybody's you know, uh, oh yeah, I suspect that wouldn't be a welcome partnership. Yeah. <laughs> Probably not. Probably not. For for people who make music, um, for people who make art, like it is, it is always a matter of giving it away. You know, mm-hmm. it's if that, you choose to. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, and if if I, I just mean giving it away in the sense of, um, you know. It, music is meant to be listened to and and if nobody is hearing your music like there's a musician plays alone in the woods with no one to hear them yeah 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 yeah, yeah. (laughs) 240 miles from madison i left all the lights in my cadillac now i'm 420 hours from I mean, do you still yeah. feel like it has yes. value? Absolutely. I think it's actually radio. having a resurgence too, and and it, yes, very much it has has value. We there are a lot of shows that will play where we'll play radio mm-hmm. earlier in the week, and people will come out because they mm-hmm. heard us on the mm-hmm. radio, and that is still radio is near and dear to our hearts though too. Like we've we've. Really but do you think always, young people your age and younger are listening to the radio? I think some people are. I, I know that um, that community radio station I was telling you about down in Savannah mm-hmm. is almost exclusively young people. Mm-hmm. And, and people are taking a hold of it again because, especially with community radio, it's still something that belongs to the community. Mm-hmm. And so it, uh, I think young people are realizing I think that, that you again. know, people tell me, oh, I don't listen to the radio anymore. Well, sure you do. If you're listening to sound coming through the air, 
even if it's Spotify or Pandora, that by definition is radio. It's just mm. radio waves in the air. Mm. People quit listening to the commercial radio because it was crap. Yeah. Mm. I mean, they just shove the same 10 songs mm-hmm. down your throat and mm-hmm. there's nothing but commercial. I can't listen to it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's a, it's a challenge. I, I know that musicians or I hear from musicians how much they love community radio and how I, they like the support, but it's, it's really still a struggle um, yeah. after yeah. 31 years to, to sure. raise the money every yeah. few months, you know, to stay on the, on the air. But I, radio has been such a huge part of my life for the mm-hmm. last 50 years. I can't, or more, I can't imagine it going away completely. Sure. So I wonder how much you really, yeah, I mean, we, as, we a traveling, listen, as a traveling band, we, you know, every once in a while we will turn on, like we'll do the radio scan mm-hmm. and, and, you know, and actually one of our that. favorite games is radio scan. Yeah. yeah. But, but we listen to podcasts. And, you know, most of them from, from NPR or from radio stations, yeah, mm-hmm. WNYC. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and, and so, yeah, maybe like we're not using an actual, like the technology. Terrestrial light radio. Yeah, yeah. Is, yeah. But it's. Unless we know that station. Cause it, like every time we, we drive through Knoxville, as soon as we get within mm-hmm. the, the airway. What do you think is next for you guys? Are you going to keep doing this for. Oh, we, um. You know, uh, we, I mean, do you have a meeting? Well, this meeting is too good. It's all the order. We're rough in the tumble. Okay. <laughs> this is our board meeting. Everybody gets a vote, even the dogs. Yeah. Uh, we we are planning on doing this a, um, a while longer. We have we have two definitely. You might say yes. We we have two new albums that um, we're we're going to be recording here in the next couple months. Yeah, a couple months, and uh, yeah, by the end of the year. You know, and and so we want to share those songs with. with people and we want to uh you know which means that we'll you know still be on the road and how long we're going to stay in the camper is we're not sure yeah but doing this doing the rough and tumble and writing in this capacity is indefinite so you are heading south mm-hmm. after this because it is where it as we're talking here it's the mid-october and we've had some beautiful weather but stick around 20 minutes and we can have right. snow, <laughs> yeah, exactly. snow on the ground um are we going? Do you have experience with Folk Alliance? Are you going to be we in do. New Orleans in January? We will not we be in Folk Alliance this year. Um, we we did Surfa, the Southeast Regional, mm-hmm. um, last year, and we had a wonderful time. And we had a showcase and met some great people um, who are now some close friends too. Mm-hmm. And um, this year we're fo- we're going to Alaska next year, and so. Uh, our focus for all of the end of 2019 and the beginning of 2020 is just getting geared up and literally moving that direction. And so um, we're recording two more records here at the end of the year because we're not going to be back in Nashville where we usually record um, for most of next year because Alaska is taking kind of a big chunk out of our normal rotation. So you already know where you're going to be playing and you're in Alaska, yeah, we know one place we will. Oh, play. I was going to say because you're playing here in August uh-huh. next year yes. at the Green Guitar. Mm-hmm. So will that be after uh, Green Alaska? Guitar? Will be after Alaska. Oh, so we'll the have next to have time you, you'll see we'll us. Have yeah. to meet up again to see <laughs> yeah, how that all. Yeah, yeah. We are terrified, and and the thing is, we have been doing this for four and a half years, and it's an adventure every day, of course, but it's also mundane. Like we mm-hmm. we know where we're going to be. We know that we hit Michigan at this time of year, and you know, and these different series. And there's so much still to learn, but there, there is this certain part of us that was like, we don't know how much longer we're going to be in the camper. Why not take 
an adventure before we know that it's oh you know that before the camper yeah. like do you know anybody who's done it do you know anybody who's done it we have yeah. a friend who did it mm-hmm. um we have a couple friends actually that, that have gone up there because libby coke and chuck hawthorne just got back from alaska oh, but they did were they on drive a, it they were on a cruise oh good for see. that yeah, that's, that's <laughs> and it was a, i mean it was like a um texas singer songwriter thing oh mm-hmm. good for them yeah that sounds was, nice it they, does. and it went into all you know the ports and stuff sure. it was the summer and it was, yeah. they loved it yeah it was amazing we probably should have reconsidered our driving yeah we, <laughs> no um it's gonna be good for us I yeah think. We're, we're really looking i mean we um we drive all the time you know mm-hmm. that that is that is part of part of the job i um, love driving though you know we do too i don't mind um, it at all we i don't like city driving right yeah right yeah no we we, we like driving too um it, it does get Sometimes you, you just wish you could be there mm-hmm, already, mm-hmm. but um, I'm really looking forward to the drive up to Alaska because we've heard it's, it's just. Are you going to work beautiful. your way up there? Like book, um, book tri- um, we're going to try to, uh, but our window is much smaller, I think, than we had hoped, and yeah. so I think we have about a week and a half to get to Anchorage from Vancouver, which is a 48 hour something like drive. that. Yeah. I don't know what really? that is in miles, but uh, yeah, it's tremendous. It's a tremendous undertaking, but I think we're going to focus on potentially, we want to have shows up there, of course, and we're, we're in the process of booking those, but I think a lot of this trip for us, and it's nothing we've done before in the camper is a lot of us just wanting to be a little wild for a second and to let our imagination sort of take on something new um, without expectation of Well, I think they will be um, thrilled to have you there. Um, I hope Alaska so. Had a, well, Alaska had a room at Folk Alliance in oh, Montreal. Oh, interesting. And um, they're just starved for entertainment to have people there. And then the people that are from there that want to you know, the, it's just as daunting for them mm-hmm. to think about leaving Alaska yeah, sure, to come play sure. somewhere else. It's I just, can't. you know, it's just as daunting. So um, I think my just gut feeling is that, you know, you will be warmly received and um, it'll be a trip of a lifetime yeah. and you'll never regret Going. going, yeah. You taking the dogs too? Taking oh yeah, the dogs. Take, take everybody's take going. Yeah. Do you, do you have to go through Canada to get there? We of course. Do. We do. So there's like border stuff to do. We are, and we're kind of sorting that out right now. We know yeah. a lot of friends that have had their merch confiscated or their instruments confiscated. So we're just trying to make sure all of our ducks are in order. Exactly. And so, um, but are all the moose, are you? Yeah, all yeah. of our <laughs> our mice. <laughs> yeah. So all that to say, we are not uh, focusing a lot of attention next year on. Folk Alliance for the sake of Alaska and just getting taking that on and uh, and sort of just letting our our minds I don't know wander a little bit wander a little bit yeah exactly we've we've definitely I mean like any independent artist like we do it all ourselves we do all the booking we do all the managing we do all the artwork we do we do it all and so just having this adventure that just says well we've planned it as well as we can and now we're just going to see what happens is maybe even just a reward for being on the road for five years exactly. or m- maybe you know the consequence of living yes. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see when we get there but i think in 2021 we want to come back and really focus our attention back into folk alliance and mm-hmm. doing this have you been things. to europe 
No. Is that something you no, want to do? No, we don't know how to, to float the camper that yeah. way. Yeah, well, you're just going to have to get, you're going to have to put it in dry dock for yeah. a couple of, you know, just a month or two. Yeah. I mean, I understand that, you know, this music is very well received over there and that, you know, yeah. they pay well and, and all that. But there's, it's a big, wide, beautiful world out there. And yeah. there's plenty of places that, uh, that need to hear you. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> they thank may, you. They may not know that or not. Well, that has definitely been kind of the perk too about even just being in the 48 uh, with with a camper is like Scott was saying earlier, we're going to smaller and smaller towns mm-hmm. too, which is maybe maybe not the direction we should be going to become rich and famous, yeah. but it's definitely the direction we've naturally followed our hearts toward and we're finding ourselves uh, like sort of ingrained in these small communities mm-hmm. and some that we return to every year because... Well, because they are becoming our community in this way. And, and we're, I don't know, it's, it's been a real gift to, to be in, to be welcomed back into a community of 400 people. And right. You, you know, right. The, well, and, there, and there's, there's plenty of those. And they, I have a friend that lives in the Flint Hills. Oh yeah. After yeah, living beautiful. here. And she just lives in a small town of 200 people and mm-hmm. she absolutely adores it. And she used to write for the Kansas city star. She was the fe- feature editor and her posts on Facebook about what life is like in a town of 200 people and how everybody barters, you know, yes. things and how they, how they, um, the entertain, you know, the entertainment, um, is just where you find it mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. um, whatever you can do well thank you for doing this so oh much gosh, thank oh, you. Um, we'll have to check in with you when you Please. come back for sure <laughs> thank you. Uh, and now that we're connected um, we'll we'll see how that goes and and uh, when you come back to green guitar we'll have an update on how yeah. it went. Yeah. <laughs> we might look a little more rough and tumbled than that. yeah <laughs> All right. any last parting words that of wisdom that you want to <sighs> Feed your dog on yeah, time. Yeah, Feed make sure to walk. High fly, didn't I away? Didn't I, didn't I away? Hawk in the meadow and a robin on the gate. Oh, fly, didn't I away? High fly, didn't I away? Didn't I, didn't I away?